Hi everyone, I'm Becky. And this is Claire. And welcome to another episode of Podway! So in Poway, we always talk about things about musical theaters and plays. And today we're going to continue our conversation last week on West Side Story by covering uh, West Side Story's movie. And that includes the 1961 version, the 2021 version, and also <laughs> Glee special episodes on West Side Stories as well. All right. And for the Glee um, episodes, we're only covering two. This is a longer saga than just the two episodes. Um, and we'll be covering episode two in season three and episode five in season three. The episode's names are I Am a Unicorn, or sorry, I Am Unicorn, and The First Time. All right. So I'm not going to go the usual way of just like asking your familiarity now, <laughs> um, nor am I going to give a brief synopsis of the show. If you want a brief synopsis of the show or a very, very long synopsis of the show, you can listen to our previous episode. And that's pertaining, obviously, to the two movies. I will, however, give a brief introduction to what Glee is, the main characters, and also episode summaries for the two episodes we're discussing. All right. You know what? Actually, Claire. <laughs> yes. What is your familiarity with Glee? Well, the funny thing is, I actually knew a tiny little bit about Glee because I used to listen to this Filipino singer, Cherise, on YouTube. Who plays and, Yes. And I knew <laughs> that she was in Glee before. I don't imagine she was playing a very important role, but I knew that she was somehow in um, as a character in Glee. So I tried to look that up and I had no idea what's going on. I don't know when her character shows up or if her character is very important or whatnot, but I just knew her from there and I knew Glee through her and that was about it. I never really go and watch anything beyond the episodes or the songs that she was in. So yeah. I have to ask. Okay. There was no buzz about Glee like when you were in middle school and high school? No. Or even if there was, I was very new to Canada at the time. So I'm probably still struggling to even understand English at that point and not to mention like enjoying a TV show that everybody else was watching I don't okay fair enough because I remember the Glee was huge when we were like around the end of middle school beginning of high school and everybody was talking about it at the time there were a lot of like cast recordings that were everywhere and like tours and it was a really really huge deal like everybody came out with slushies and l on their head stuff like that so i was curious if you cut like caught any of the buzz when um you were a student but i guess it was not the case well you know what <laughs> now that you mention it it makes me feel bad because <laughs> why like, no i just felt like i was so out of place you know everybody else was having this good time they were like in a trend you're always in the trend with harry potter and everything else that's going on and there's just me who has no idea what's going on or what's popular <laughs> even <laughs> so yeah i feel like i'm catching up a lot of the things that was supposed to be hyped during my teenage years um only 10 years later so <laughs> you know what so you march you. to the beat of your own drum and that's lovely <laughs> <laughs> and that's perfect what were you into if I can ask that <laughs> I was very much into anime at the time so oh, <laughs> that's oh, wow see you're into everything that's good you oh. never miss anything yeah but that's because like I neglected everything else so <laughs> <laughs> yeah anime was big I think during my teenage years I don't really watch it anymore but um that was pretty much the main thing that me and my friends talk about 
Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That sounds nice. I suppose I have very deep familiarity with Glee, but it did start because everybody else was talking about it. And I was curious to see what was going on. It was just like probably bored and looking for something to listen to. And I always really, really loved shows that have like a backdrop of musicals or just like have music in them a lot. And anything about arts in high school was something that I also really, really liked. And I watched a lot of shows like this. So it definitely something that fit my usual vibe and style. I don't know what it's so like, why is it so long lasting? Um, my appreciation for Glee, I suppose, even though I know it's not like really, really acclaimed or good even by any means, but it's just something that I always found very entertaining. And it's kind of like, a comfort show I don't know if you have those you might have like a comfort movie which probably is Lion King <laughs> to go back to over and over again and that is definitely for me what Glee is like I have several comfort shows and Glee is probably something I watch at least three or four times and I dragged my sister into it wow. and not my brother he would not touch it ever ever but uh, why not he is one of those people who would remember a song after hearing it once and Glee has at least four three four songs per episode so if he heard one episode once he would like just have three to four songs fully memorized stuck in his brain um for the next like week or so so that's not the kind of hell he wants to subject himself to and that's why sometimes it's difficult to take him to musicals too live musicals especially okay interesting that's so interesting I actually never heard of that before really okay He's really musical. I think like probably musical training as a child or something. I have no idea. But uh, literally, if you show him a song, he'll be able to remember it almost fully or fully after one time. Mm-hmm. Lyrics included. So wow. I'm very jealous of that. <laughs> That's genius, actually. Yeah, he is very good. Yeah, yeah. He has abilities that I do not have. I am really considering, like, where did my parents' gene make me lucky here? I understand how my brother is lucky. I understand how my sister is lucky. And I'm, like, the middle child perpetually. So, yeah. Um, That is my familiarity with Glee. And maybe now we can go into a brief synopsis of what the show is. And when I mention brief, I actually mean brief because there's a ton happening um, in Glee at every given moment so uh, I would highly recommend to watch the show if you have very high tolerance for people who can be really mean a lot of the time <laughs> but it's very entertaining as well I'll also give a brief synopsis of like the main characters we'll be discussing today and Claire is in charge of asking questions that evade me because I'm very familiar with the show and she's kind of like the people who never heard of it voice I think yeah. So <laughs> are you ready for that kind of responsibility, Claire? I will try my best, people. All right. Wikipedia is a friend, <laughs> if anything. Did you Wikipedia um, anything? I had to look it up. I have the Wikipedia list open when I was watching the episode because I had no idea who's who. So I had to look them up on Wikipedia. How extensive was your Wikipedia searches? <laughs> Honestly, not very extensive. I was just curious to understand their relationship as what it is now. I see. But if you click into it, obviously it's going to give you a huge paragraph or like an essay on what's going on in every season. So yeah. I just kind of ignore those. <laughs> Focus on what's going on in season three. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, season three, in my opinion, is actually season one and season three are probably the best seasons. Ooh, so okay. At least we went in with a really, really good season. But okay, enough about that. 
Glee is about a group of high school students who are members of the, the Glee Club at their high school. The show itself is about the lives of the students during high school and also university and how they navigate it. So the main character we will talk about today is going to be Rachel probably. And Rachel is pretty much the main character of Glee in general. She is going to be playing Maria in this case. Blaine, who is going to be playing Tony, is Kurt's boyfriend and he's a junior in high school. Most of everybody else is a senior, by the way. Kurt, who is Blaine's boyfriend, is a senior himself, and he's trying to get into an art school called Miata. And in order to do that, he really needs to improve his extracurricular activities um, just to seem more impressive to the accepting committee. Brittany and Santana are both girlfriends, and they're both seniors. Mike is also a senior. He's becoming a dancer, but actually he is not too, too sure because he struggles with his dad's acceptance of him. And last from the students, we have Artie. Um, Artie is a wheelchair-bound student who is interested in going into directing. And then looking over all the students, we have Mr. Schuster, who is the teacher teaching the Glee Club. So that's kind of like very, 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 very brief um, summary of Glee Club and the main characters we'll be talking about. What are your questions, Claire? Hit them. Well, I can't think of any concrete question as of now, but I just have one comment about Rachel. I don't Mm. know if that's your favorite character, but I really didn't like her from these episodes that I watched because she just reminds me of, what's her name? Um, The other girl from Riverdale, who's also playing the main cast and very self-centered of my way Cheryl the oh yeah I think I think it was Cheryl okay probably I was like I'm sure that could describe any and all of the Riverdale cast that is also very very true I mean she was great like vocally Mm -hmm. and stuff but it was just a lot of struggle having to Mm -hmm. navigate through it Rachel by far is the most polarizing character on Glee so I can definitely tell you confidently that you're not alone if you dislike her do you like Um, her though Yeah, I don't have any single character that I dislike. All of them are horrible people. (laughs) But I don't dislike (laughs) any single character at all. Except maybe I have my issues with Artie a little bit. But even Artie, I like. So yeah, Rachel, especially since she gets a lot of hate, I tend to be a little bit protective of her. Just because I was like, oh, there are so many people acting like she's so terrible. And she is really terrible. But she's Mm. very entertaining. And for a TV show, that's what I care about. I care about the entertainment value. And also for the majority of the parts, she does learn from her mistakes a lot. And she does make a lot of mistakes, which is good because I think watching a perfect character can be a little bit boring. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she makes do with what she has and she tries to improve and she has a lot of drive. So she definitely has redeeming qualities. This arc and another arc that will be in the fifth season, I believe, are not the greatest moments of Rachel, but uh, she definitely has some really good moments. Okay. Uh, but I can totally understand where you're coming from, and the majority of people who are into Glee can also understand where you're coming from. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Is there any specific character that you liked more than the others? Not really. Maybe Rachel's boyfriend thought he was quite sweet is quite sweet in that arc. <laughs> they were actually uh, a couple in real life too. Um, and the actor who played him, Corey Monteith, he uh, he died actually during the show run. So it was very, yeah, very I read that tragic. on Wikipedia. It was yeah. very unfortunate. I think he was Canadian too. 
he was but, Canadian. Yeah. Um, I think he was Vancouver, so your <gasps> neck of the wood. <laughs> Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, but yeah, they have really, really good chemistry because of that. Um, Who was your favorite character, by the way? I don't have a favorite character, actually. Oh. Uh, yeah, I just, I like all of them. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. Um, I really, really like all of them. I have characters I like more and characters I like less, but mm-hmm. if you go into my mind and kind of like try to categorize <laughs> the characters it would be like one of those s tier okay tier like great tier f tier stuff like that right so like mm-hmm. several clusters of tiers and not just mm-hmm. like one character that rules over everybody else you know i see okay 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 um so that was a summary of glee And now we're going to the episode-specific summary. So I'm going to say something that only the people who like Glee will understand. So here's what you missed on Glee. The episode, I Am Unicorn, opens with Brittany, who offers to help Kurt work on his campaign for a student body president, while Mr. Schuster, who is the Glee Club teacher, mandates um, mandatory boot camps for the members of the New Direction, which is the name of the Glee Club, and only for the members that struggle with dancing. He appoints Artie to be the director for the musical West Side Story and Mike to help out with the dancing boot camp. Shelby, who is Rachel's mom, is hired at McKinley to create a competitor to the new direction. Brittany creates a campaign revolving on Kurt's uniqueness, um, but Kurt doesn't appreciate it because he's scared that accentuating the fact that he's gay would worsen his chances of getting elected as student body president. Um, Kurt and his boyfriend Blaine both want to audition for the role of Tony. Kurt is graduating this year and Blaine is only a junior, so Blaine decides not to audition for Tony and to give Kurt his roses. Rachel is practicing for her audition when Shelby shows up and advises her to sing somewhere instead of I feel pretty. Kurt clearly self-sabotages himself because he auditions for the role of Tony with a song traditionally sung by a woman, which is I'm the Grace Star, and Barbara Streisand is the one who sang it IRL. And he didn't even put like a new spin on it. He just like sang it as it is traditionally sung. So it's a very, very feminine song. And he sang it for a very, very male lead traditional role. So I think he really self-sabotaged himself Mm -hmm. here. And even though the performance itself was really, really good, it's really a horrible choice. Um, The casting committee also agrees that this is a horrible choice and they can see Kurt as the leading man. And he eavesdrops on their conversation and overhears what they said. So he sees Brittany put pink unicorn posters for his campaign and he kind of like goes off the rail and recruits Rachel to recreate a scene from Romeo and Juliet to kind of re-audition, but it actually backfires and the committee laughs at him. Blaine auditions for Bernardo and knocks it out of the park, but he's actually asked to audition for Tony. And that's the end of the episode, I Am Unicorn. Now, the second episode we watched is like three episodes from that. So I Am Unicorn was the second one. And then the episode the first time is the fifth one. Um, And in that episode, Artie, who is the director of West Side Story, as we mentioned, tells Rachel and Blaine that they're not convincing as Maria and Tony because they're virgins. Artie is really, really horrible in this particular episode and uh, I did mention that I don't like him as much as I like the rest of the direction Mm -hmm. Um, and this is partially why Blaine goes back to his old high school to invite his old glee club 
uh, which is called the Warblers. And uh, there was a new member named Sebastian who is hitting on Blaine pretty shamelessly. Blaine will cheat on Kurt, but not with Sebastian. Yeah. Um, so Sebastian invites Blaine and Kurt to a gay bar with um, fake IDs, apparently, while Rachel and Finn prepare for a night together. So in the end of the night together that Rachel and Finn have, or just before, I guess, the main course, um, Finn decides to stop because he realizes Rachel only wants to sleep with him for the performance and not because she genuinely wants to sleep with him. Mike's dad disowns him for not wanting to be a doctor and wanting to be a dancer instead. Yes. Yep. yep. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm just, this scene caught me off guard. I was laughing. Seriously laughing. laughing. I'm like, this is so stereotypical of an Asian parent. There is nothing more stereotypical than this one. There was also a scene, I don't know, it's probably from the earlier episode, but his dad took him to the principal's office and be like, well, my son got an A minus on the chemistry test. And then A minus, yeah, that's an Asian F. And I'm like, oh my God, this is, this is very stereotypical to the point that it was just so funny. I am definitely going to be real with you here. So Glee has a lot of diversity and like a lot, a lot of diversity, but they don't necessarily handle the diversity very well. (laughs) And especially like with Asian characters, um, they definitely go stereotypical. They go really stereotypical with their Jewish characters too. um, And a lot of their characters, like it's not necessarily handled very well, but it's supposed to be for comedic value. I suppose. Shame. 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 Yeah. So um, as we mentioned, Mike's dad disowns him for not wanting to be a doctor and wanting (laughs) to be a dancer. And after the club, Blaine is really, really drunk and he pressures Kurt to have sex. But Kurt is mad and hurt by Blaine and how he's handling this, as he should, because Blaine acted like a crusty barnacle. I have it in my notes. I have I had to censor myself several times because I wrote stuff in my notes that I couldn't say out loud here so um this is something that is not actually offensive but sounds offensive both Blaine and Rachel though are still virgins when they have their performance and they're very nervous because of it and they understand finally that it's not about their experiences but about them having found love in the first place that would make them convincing actors uh but still by the end of the episode they both lose their virginity after the performance so that is the ending for the first time uh what are your thoughts about these two episodes well to be honest though the first thing that came to my mind was uh how come these people have such a dramatic high school life whereas my high school life was nothing (laughs) like it was not dramatic at all it was just a lot of anime a lot of studying a lot of hanging out in a library and saying hi to retired old people on the streets and um, all these people. Just, <laughs> sorry, that's probably just where I came from. Anyways, um, but yeah, they seem like there's a lot of things happening and there's always stuff happening, which is interesting and exciting. And um, at the same time, just very overly dramatic. As for the episodes themselves, I thought it was okay Honestly, I was kind of expecting that it will be a whole episode on the musical. Mm. I don't exactly know what I was expecting, but I guess what I had in mind was more like a parody. But it seems like they just insert the song wherever they see fit or wherever they fit. And Mm. it's not like there's a sequence going on 
Mm. So it feels rather random at times.、Mm-hmm. Like, why do they have the song here, or why do they choose this song? That kind of thing. So, if you compare and contrast it to another episode of、um, musical that we watch, so it would be the Riverdale Heather's episode.、Um, do you think it fits a similar formula, or do you think there is significant difference? I think I actually prefer the Riverdale one because it feels like the song actually fit in with their lives more. I guess the example that came to my mind was when. One of the girls, I can't remember her name, but she was gonna get kicked out of the school because she was bullied by Cheryl or something, and she was singing "Dagger Walking,"、mm-hmm. even though the context in the situation is totally not totally but different, but drastically different between what's happening in Riverdale versus what's happening in Heather's. But I thought that it's quite similar to the point that I see why they want to sing the song here, and I see it fitting. But in Glee, sometimes. I just didn't really see why it was connected to the plot, and rather, more more likely, it's the song that was driving the plot. So it's like by inserting a song here, they're able to push to another point in the plot, rather than the plot. And then, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I feel like I'm just rumbling. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just trying to figure out like. Based on the episodes, which song are you trying to talk? Like, are you oh, to、um, mention? I guess one example of that would be. Tonight, because、okay. tonight I get it that in this context that tonight probably wouldn't really have a big meaning in terms of plot wise because Rachel and what's his name Blaine Blaine、mm-hmm. yeah they're not really romantically involved in each other's life right、mm-hmm. so that probably makes sense but it feels like rather than something happen and then they sing tonight to interpret or to express their how they're feeling in. That point in the plot is more like because they sing tonight, and that's why it pushes the plot along. I guess because coming from the musical perspective, you would assume a song is something that will help you understand the plot better rather than the one that is pushing the plot. So, I see. I see. Yeah, I could see where you're coming from. With tonight, it is different because. They are practicing for a play that they're going to stage, so this is just them practicing and not having、mm-hmm. chemistry. So in that aspect, it is pushing the plot along, and it makes sense considering the plot is about people who are trying to like go into the art business for a living. So they will have to practice and they will have to get criticism. So there is that aspect to it.、Mm-hmm. But、um, the rest of the song, I think, are more of the. Riverdale formula. Well, it would be the other way around because Glee came first. But、uh, <laughs> more of that kind of formula of the song describing the emotions of the、um, characters feel, or even relationship and dynamics between the characters. So, for example, with Somewhere, it's a duet sung by Shelby, who is Rachel's mom, and Rachel, and they have a very interesting dynamic because Shelby is just like. Uh, she was a surrogate mother, so she just literally was an egg donor, and she、um, was carrying the pregnancy to term,、mm-hmm. and nothing else. And she always regretted it. So she wanted to have a close, closer relationship with Rachel, and this is her being very hopeful about it.、Um, so if you don't have necessarily an understanding of the relationship dynamic, then a lot of the songs can definitely seem very arbitrary. So some of the songs, I think, are. 
three different categories. There are songs that push the plot along, like tonight. There's song that is about the character dynamic. Another aspect of it will be A Boy Like That. A Boy Like That was playing when Sebastian and Blaine were talking to each other and to show all the negative aspects of Sebastian, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um, So Somewhere and A Boy Like That is the example of the second one. And the third one is just literally just describing what's happening and that something's coming and America, I think. Mm -hmm. So they have like very different reasoning to have the song in the specific sequence they have and it's very like strange in some places it doesn't fit as well I agree with you but you know that's how it is yeah so I think we're what is happening in the episode this is not planned by the way but we're talking about Glee first and then everything else separately how did you like the performances of the songs themselves I actually quite enjoy it. I thought that those are rather good. It's mm-hmm. not, I mean, I'm assuming they are all singers or they know how to sing. So mm-hmm. it, it sounds actually quite nice. I think it's because it's so out of context of West, uh, West Side Story that it didn't feel as emotionally engaged. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah, but I do like what they do with some of the songs. So for example, like what you said about somewhere, I thought that was actually a brilliant um, transition from the two of them singing together to just Rachel singing as an audition. And Mm -hmm. I can see what they're trying to do with that song there, which is quite actually quite a nice thing. Uh, Something's Mm -hmm. Coming is also quite nice, I think. I think maybe the actor, he, he actually does give me quite of a Tony vibe. So that's why I was able Did to... Did you like seeing the familiar face? Familiar face? He's Harry Potter. <laughs> he is? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean Harry Potter? He's Harry Potter as in... Oh, he's Harry! Harry. Yeah. <laughs> is he? Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow, he looks so different here. It's just his hair is gelled back. <laughs> That is a huge difference. A huge difference. Okay. <laughs> that um, is a huge difference. I couldn't recognize him. Really? I, yeah. I'm kind of shocked. I like him didn't. better in the bottom <laughs> musical. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but wow. Okay. I mean, I knew that. I knew that um, <laughs> Harry was in sure the you did. Movie, but I just didn't. Why didn't it even come to my mind? I just didn't really bother to check who was he. Mm. But okay. Okay. He's the one who cheats, you said, yeah. later? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's okay. They get married in the end. Oh, <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it might be a good idea to actually say which song from West Side Story featured in Glee. Um, the first one that featured is based on, like, the chronological order of the actual songs in the musical. Um, is Something Coming, Tonight, America. Cool is featured there, but we don't see it. One Hand, oh. One Heart. And uh, I Feel Pretty is also featured there, but you didn't see it. It's featured like in the first or second season, I think. Um, Somewhere is featured as well. Mm-hmm. And A Boy Like That slash I Have a Love. So quite a few songs are covered. Not all of mm-hmm. them, but quite a few. So um, how did you like something coming? I liked it. I thought mm-hmm. it was quite nice. Um, like I said, he actually does give me the Tony vibe a little bit. And mm-hmm. he's very energetic. A little bit more energetic than how I would prefer in the musical. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, I enjoy his performance. Um, <laughs> but I don't hold the same set of standards when I watch the episode. 
So I might have higher standards for people in the musical, like when I'm actually watching the actual musical. But for musical episode from a TV show, I have much lower of a expectation and standard. That makes sense. I see. So for me, except for I feel pretty essentially, and tonight I think as well. All of the songs from this episode were my introduction to the songs from West Side Story itself. Ooh! So I only watched the 1961 movie after I watched the Glee uh, version of it or the Glee saga revolving around it. Mm-hmm. And for me, a lot of the songs are something I put like against the Glee. So I think I have like quite a different experience and um, view set to you. Mm-hmm. For something's coming, I think every single performance I've seen of it, whether it be either of the movies or the um, the Broadway show though we watched the West End version, whatever, um, was excellent, like actually excellent. And I think all of them did a really, really good job. They have a different take on Tony. And I really like Blaine's take because it seems very curious and very optimistic, a lot more peppy than he actually is because he's much more of a daydreamy person in pretty much every other adaptation. And in here, he has an energy that matches... Um, Maria's energy more actually so the youthfulness aspect of him is highlighted which I thought was quite nice and obviously I think Blaine blew it out of the park he did really really amazing acting wise which was really impressive and also singing wise Mm -hmm. so definitely a great performance for me next one is tonight this one was supposed to be a not so good performance what did you think though I thought actually they sound okay. I was very distracted by how big Rachel's mouth is. I'm so sorry. I just <laughs> like, I, I have meant no disrespect for the actress, but I think it was just something that I visually was focusing on. So <laughs> that was what I have in my notes. Oh, wow. No, seriously, Wait. I think the, the actress who played Rachel actually is quite cute. Like she has very nice facial features, but it's just that song. I was I'm so very confused. So distracted. like how... She, how much she opens her mouth or like the lips like what yeah. part it just yeah she opens wide when she sings or when she ch- oh. acted like she was singing which was a little bit distracting that is so funny you say that because that's like if people want to make fun or like imitate uh Blaine or Darren Chris in general like the open up so wide when they sing really so, um I guess both of them open their mouth really really wide when they sing so it's so funny that you say this. <laughs> but yeah for tonight they actually have two performances of this on this show um the first performance was in season one I believe and it was Tina um do you remember who Tina is Tina why does that sound so familiar hey, Mike's Spiney. girlfriend who's Mike the Asian guy <laughs> Oh, wait, there's two Asian guys. There's one Asian guy. There wait. No, there's the Asian guy who got A minus, right? That's the same one. Oh, that's the same one. <laughs> okay. Um, Mike is the dancer who got A minus in Asian F. There was and not then, another Asian guy. Uh, I don't know why I thought there it was, was an Asian one. girl who is his girlfriend. Oh. So Tina is the is the Asian girl? Yes. Okay. Um, so Tina is the one who sang it first and she sang it in season one and she was interrupted in the middle. Tina is almost always interrupted in the middle for her solos. Like she gets Aww. interrupted more than anybody else. Um, the is it because thing. she's Asian? I hope not. <laughs> I hope not too. I hope not. Um, 
Yeah, but she gets interrupted a lot. And she actually gets the short end of the stick almost always narratively. Like, they make her into a really abhorrent character later on in the four to six season. Mm-hmm. Um, so, poor girl. But she had a very good performance of tonight. Okay. Uh, but this performance in general was very lifeless to me. They sound good, obviously. They're both Broadway actors like both Leah Michelle and Darren Chris are on Broadway so obviously they have the singing chops but the acting was just very tired but the next one is America and I thought they did so so good full disclosure my favorite performance of America I still think is going to be the 2021 version but that's mm-hmm. also just because visually it was magnificent oh, yeah it was um but vocally the actress who plays Anita here Santana um, her name is Naya Rivera in real life. Rest in peace. Um, she probably gives the best performance out of everybody in here, um, especially during West Side Story. I think her performance is Anita Boy, both in A Boy Like That and in America, um, was immaculate. And she really made the song for me. We didn't talk about the episode Cool was in last week when we talked about this particular song. I said that... Like, I was obsessed with it since before the 2021 uh, movie that we went to watch together. And even though Mike, who is really um, one of his biggest arcs, besides being obviously a dancer, um, is that he doesn't sing. And it was a really, really big moment for him to sing cool. Um, And he did a really good job, like enough of a good job that just stuck in my mind for a pretty long time. So that was really interesting because it's one of his most defining characteristics that he doesn't sing. Ah, I see. Like, after hearing what you had to say, I probably would go back to watch it just because I like cool and mm-hmm. I support Asians. So <laughs> <laughs> He's actually one of the biggest, like, stars, I suppose, from this because he played in a lot of other things since. And not all of the actors here became as big as he did, necessarily. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Not even Rachel? Uh, I'm surprised. Oh, Rachel... So her character is the most controversial in Glee and she has a lot of hate from uh, the Broadway community and a lot of other people. Like people really, really hate her. And honestly, like it's a really complicated story. Obviously, I don't condone any of the things she did, but she acted pretty much like an asshole apparently to the cast. Um, To the cast of Glee? Yeah, to the people who are like more minor characters or something. Like she was being really, really mean to them and a bit of a diva. So... I, I didn't like go it super into depth about the entire thing. I heard she apologized and I don't know how people are, if they forgive or forget or whatever, but uh, she's really disliked. Oh, <laughs> I see. That. Okay. So uh, she's she like definitely... a real Rachel, even in real life. That's what people say. Um, uh-huh. But she definitely has had a career. Like she played in uh, Scream Queens and a bunch of other things. She recently was in a revival concert for Spring Awakening. And she originated the role of Spring Awakening with Josh Gad, who is also in Glee, by the way. Who does he play? Um, You did not see him. (laughs) Okay. Um, Makes sense. Not Josh Gad. Oh my God, I'm so dumb. Um, Josh Groff. I actually have something else I wanted to add. add. I'm not sure if I should. The uh, actor who plays uh, Sunshine, apparently they are transgendered. So he goes by Jake now. Mm, okay yeah so that is the two thing three times of getting jonathan groff wrong and what <laughs> <laughs> a correction from before that's okay all is forgiven i hope all is forgiven i hope okay 
Yes. So the next one is one hand, one heart. I don't really have a lot of things to say about this one, actually. I don't think I even like it that much from the musical. Me neither. Uh, But I think this would be a perfect example of the third category of songs that would fit uh, based on emotions. Because this is the song that ended the first time episode. Mm Mm-hmm. So it fits very neatly into the third one. And I think the performance of it itself was very good, but it's the weakest song in a musical and it's still the weakest song in a musical here. Yeah. Okay. So next is Somewhere. For me, it was my favorite episode, episode, my favorite song for the episode that we watched. And it was my favorite song in the musical originally. And in here, I'm very, very conflicted between Somewhere and A Boy Like That slash I Have a Love. But Somewhere did such a good job. I literally still hold every single performance I hear of Somewhere against this one because I think it fits so well emotionally. The vocals are so good. Mm -hmm. Um, The casting of Rachel and her mom, perfect. They look alike. They sound very they sound very much alike they have even similar personalities to an extent like um I guess spoiler for the end of the sixth season the final season for Glee but Rachel is also becoming a surrogate for Kurt and Blaine so somewhat of a similar role to what her mom did but except for the fact that she's very good friends with Kurt and Blaine so it's definitely like a full circle they're going here and they do such a good job highlighting it here Especially since Shelby doesn't have that much of a storyline. She's not like one of the main characters. She just is in a few episodes here and there. The fact that they got Idina Menzel to play her and Kristen Chenowitz, who is not here. She is um, in other episodes. Amazing. Immaculate. Um, So yeah, for me, it's definitely one of the strongest performances for somewhere in any West Side Story thing that I've heard. And the strongest one for the episodes that it was in. I agree. I think... Out of all the songs, this is also my favorite from the Glee episodes that we watched. Like you said, it fits in the context really well. The fact that they both of them look alike actually amazed me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was really, really blown away about how they are able to find people who look so alike. And not to even mention that they both have really good vocals as well. So really, really good work. Yeah. And... For the last one is A Boy Like That slash I Have a Love. So I don't know if based on the episode you watched, you understood the character of Santana, but Santana is probably the most popular character out of the show. And really? she has she has She's a She's the huge, bitchy one, right? She is. Why? Uh, she has a huge fan following like online. People love her. So I'm curious if you got that at all from what you've watched no okay I don't hate her as much as I hate Rachel for example but she Mm -hmm. was definitely not likable so I don't think I saw anything beyond that but please explain away I'm very curious to know why do you like her no you said you didn't have a favorite character but did did you like her yeah I really like Santana I would say she's definitely in the upper tier for me with uh Rachel as well so like they have similar tiers for me I just really like bitchy characters I don't really have an explanation why I would like her if a character is mean and they're mean in a very entertaining way for whatever reason I think I'd like them (laughs) 
okay. I don't know what I say about me, but I just find it very, very fun to watch. Obviously, I would hate both of them in person. Like if I actually met them, I'm sure I would hate them. But... You're such an interesting person because you're not oh. mean to anybody in real life. So why do you like all the mean characters? They're just fun so to watch. They're so fun to watch. I don't know. I guess like maybe for you, you don't get that experience of liking mean people. For my brother, it's the same. He hates watching people who are not nice. But I just find it so much fun. <laughs> I don't, okay. know, why. I don't okay. even know why. And Emma actually agrees with me on that. So she also prefers that. So I think it just depends what is your character interest and types. So yeah. So for the song itself, this is another song that I hold every other performance to um, just to see how they're doing in comparison to this because I really, really enjoy this performance and it's part of the reason why I like this um, song so much about like that slash I have a love because I think the actress who plays Santana really, really did amazing in here in terms of the emotions, in terms of the vocals. Her vocal ability is off the chart. Um, it's really good and it also went really well with the emotions of the scenes both of the time that it was playing so they had kind of a break between the first two-thirds of the song and the last third of the song so they had probably like at least a scene or two in between and I think that was a really smart move in this case because it worked with the episode structure itself and that's probably also why it became so memorable to me um, so I really like this performance. Okay. Okay. So I think that covers all the episodes from Glee for West Side Story. Do you want to start comparing and contrasting the 1961 version and the 2021 version? I think we can. I think we can. All right. So um, as we mentioned in the beginning, if you want an in-depth episode about West Side Story and all the plot and everything that happened you can listen to the previous one so we'll just go with comparisons of the songs themselves do you want to start us off with the jazz song or just any song anything are we we're not going by water then no you can literally say whatever I don't have it by order personally I literally okay. just have like bullet notes I don't know if you were much more organized than I am and if you are all power to you but I was not organized for <laughs> okay okay good 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 so first of all, one big difference that I noticed or one big thing that I didn't really like from the 2021 movie, aside from all the really great choreography and all the good things about the, that movie, was how awkward it was when Tony met Maria. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but I literally, my mind go like WTF when <laughs> Maria just started dancing like a bird around him. Oh yeah, And that was just so awkward because they had this like very intense look well for Mary most of the time but they exchanged this very passionate look mm-hmm. and then the next thing she does was swing her arms like a bird and dancing around him and it was just to me I cannot understand that I couldn't see how this was possible in real life <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was very hard for me to relate to the characters I almost laughed in the theater because it's just how ridiculous that felt oh. but but in the original movie, I like it so much better. Um, I also like the dark tone of color in the background when they mm-hmm. walk towards each other because it just feels like everything else kind of faded away. And the only thing that it can see is really just each other. And oh, the fact it was that blurred? It, oh, it was just dark. Oh, okay. Maybe watch different versions then because mine was literally blurred. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, well... 
even aside from that, when they started dancing together, it mm-hmm. makes so much more sense because they're still in the dance floor. They're still on the dance floor. They're still dancing, and everybody else was doing the same dance move. So、yeah. that felt more natural. Rather than the 2021 version, where they just go to the back of something and then they start doing this chicken dance to each other, which <laughs> really pulled me out of the moment for a second.、Uh, so, okay. So yeah, that's one of the things that I prefer the original movie for.、Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Do you have anything to say about that? I think this one is the dance at the gym. Yeah, yeah. So this is the dance at the gym. I. Like the interactions, they're about the same. I think、okay. I actually preferred the initial exchange between、uh, Tony and Maria in the 2021 version, just because it seemed more realistic to me of just noticing the other person across the gym,、um, and then going behind the bleachers makes more sense because that would give them enough privacy to actually kiss or have an interaction,、um, which they didn't have that opportunity, I suppose, as much in the 1961 version because as soon as anything happened,、um, Bernardo just came in and is like, "What is happening?、Um, that shouldn't be happening." Please stop. So the fact that they get to be a little bit, bit more intimate in how they meet each other and the interaction they have in the 2021 version is something that I preferred. In terms of the chicken dance, I actually kid you not. I literally saw like saw the same thing as you in terms of like it's so birdlike. Right, they kind of like wiggle their tail like a bird. They stretch their arms like wings. Like it is very reminiscent of like a duck to me. For you, I guess it was a chicken. For me, it was a duck, just because of the way that they wiggle their tail. So yeah, that that was funny. But I think how I interpreted it to make sure that I still will not be taken out of the moment is everybody seemed to know the dance moves perfectly for every single. Dance like they didn't have to coordinate anything with anybody else, with their partner even. So I figured it's something that has been pre-established. Maybe it's like one of those dances that are like mambo or whatever, which is one of the words they say during the song.、Um, that is has like a certain dance moves.、Mm-hmm. I'm very very easily understood. I'm not a dancer here, <laughs> so you can correct me if you are a dancer. If you danced with、um, any kind of like ballroom dancing capacity, which is what they are doing, I'm assuming. So that's how I interpreted the chicken dance. Okay, it's pre-established,、uh, but I agree, it's very odd, and it's the same dance as the original, which is it really is、strange. the same dance, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go with one of my points then. We can do、okay. point point. You might have a lot more points than I do. I don't have that many, but something that I liked is that they did a lot more.、Um, they put a lot more emphasis on race relationship and also with the、um, class relationship.、Mm-hmm. So it's not just. A single issue that is highlighted, but it's a lot of things together, and how race and class operate together to create animosity between different groups, and how it affects the groups themselves. So I think it gives a lot more complexity and elements of real life 
to West Side Story that it lacked in a 1961 version. That's a big criticism I have of 1961. So I mentioned before, I already watched it way before, um, after I watched the saga for it for Glee. And I wasn't that enamored with it. Like I thought it was very, very good, but it's not something that stuck like with me for a very long time. I would rank it high, but not the highest, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that is part of the reason why I wouldn't, because a lot of it seems very not real. And usually that's not something I would mind, but there is also lack of complexity due to it being less real. And that's an element that I really like that they injected and a reason why West Side Story should be modernized or why it does deserve to be reenacted in 2021, you know? Mm -hmm. I noticed it too. I guess I can also see the original movie trying to pull some of those points. Like, for example, when they're negotiating the details about the fight, you see an officer comes in and tells Bernardo to leave. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, oh, you're going to say I don't have the right, but I have the badge. And you can still see some of the injustice that they're facing and the racial tension that was going on in society and whatnot. But I agree with you. I think the 2021 version handles it way better. And it just has a lot more depth into what's going on in the society, like rather than just what's going on with Tony and Maria. So yeah. that's a that's a good thing. But I guess that's also something. This goes back to our comment earlier about the act. Sorry, I'm just gonna go to another point if you don't mind. Oh no, no, for sure. <laughs> but we exchanged this comment after we watched a movie um, of the 2021 version. And one other thing we both agreed on was the actors really do lack chemistry, especially from Tony's part. Yeah. And that's something that I feel like was a little bit of a shame because from the 1961 version, I do feel like they have a pretty good chemistry together, especially from um, Tonight, the song. I preferred this song in the original version so much better. Vocally, to me, they're equally good. Both versions are really, really good. But if you combine it with how they represent the chemistry visually, I think the original movie stands out more for me because, Mm -hmm. first of all, the stage is set in a way that they are able to see each other and parallel. So I don't know if you remember, but most of the time in the 2021 version, we have kind of like a Maria looking down at Tony and it was a really weird camera angle for me um, personally how they are able how they have to kind of look at each other vertically like the tilted like the angle thing. yeah it was yeah. a very weird angle for me mm-hmm. and I I don't know why they do that there are so many other things that they could have done with the stage setting for that scene because it's a very mm-hmm. iconic scene I presume so the original one handled really really well I think and also the fact that I personally really enjoyed the the forehead kiss they shared mm-hmm. after oh the yeah song. it was very tender yeah. it's very sweet very soft and very genuine to me and I yeah. feel like that sort of pure chemistry is what's very attractive in even the original literature Romeo and Juliet is that they're so young and pure so I really prefer that version I feel like they did really really well with that scene in particular did you have an overall preference for any version I don't I feel like they're both good in their own ways I'm usually more of a Hmm. like a traditional type of girl I think Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I like the old movies I prefer the old music so if I grew up watching the 
original movie and then the 2021 version, I'll probably have a very strong preference of the original. But I do feel like the 2021 version did such a good job in bringing it to the modern life, you know? Because mm-hmm. if it weren't for this version, I don't think a lot of people would have had the chance and opportunity to enjoy West Side Story. And it's still a very relevant issue. Like a lot of the societal issues that they talk about, it was relevant back then, but it's still relevant now. I feel like I'm mm-hmm. going into my final thoughts already. But, oh, that's fine. But, that's fine. That's fine. But how about you? Do you have a preference? Yeah, I have a strong preference for the 2021 Ooh, version. Really? Okay. Um. I think the main reason why I do have that preference is just chucking it to complexity. So I do agree with you that the 1961 version is a lot more wholesome and tender and almost more fantasy-esque in the way they handled the situation between Tony and Maria. And that's a really important aspect to it and makes it very unique and obviously timeless. But I could relate a lot more to the 2021 version because I feel it's a lot more topical. I think it makes West Side Story a lot more relevant now than it was even then. Um, Because the whole idea for West Side Story in the first place was because gangs were so common in West Side of New York. And you just wanted to see like what the kids in that time were up to. And this is kind of like a reflection of what it was. So that's how it was very topical for that timeline. But for this timeline, they have so many things that are packed to it to make it relatable for people today. So whether it's a race issue, whether it's the gentrification, whether it's the romance between the characters that is obviously going to be timeless, there are a lot more aspects to it that make it very relatable. Um, They also put a lot more complexity into the characters themselves. So like Tony had very, very little complexity to him in the 1961 version, even though performance-wise, I did prefer, I believe his name is Richard Beimer. Um, I really liked his performance a lot. Um, And even though Ansel Elgort did really, really well, Richard Beimer just seemed to, like, be Tony, you know, Uh, much more than Ansel Elgort is. So there are aspects in 1961 that I think are better, but overall, the lack of complexity is really, really hurting it. There is very little emphasis on the sharks and life in Puerto Rico compared to New York, which um, there is in the 2021 version. I think it's going to be very conflicting whether you like the fact that they don't translate the Spanish or you don't like the fact. I think you lean towards not liking it. But I think that also gives complexity and put them more on an equal footing almost because that makes them look like they're acting as their everyday acting. Essentially, they're going about their day, understanding each other and not trying to explain each other to anybody else in their circle. Because why would they? They both are coming from the same place and they know exactly what the other person is saying. So the fact that they don't have to translate it to the audience, I think, is a really good move. And as a member of the audience who knows absolutely zero Spanish, <laughs> I still was able to understand the majority of it. And I think it really helps make everything a lot more equal between the two groups. Mm-hmm. Um Another part of it is I really liked Anita in here. So obviously I really like Rita Moreno who plays the original Anita. She does a really, really good job. But Anita here has a lot more personality in general. Like, yeah, she's very vivacious in person and she has a lot more character and she is kind of like a person with a lot of opinion and strong opinions about things in general and specifically. Um, She also has unique 
relationship with everybody in her community, Maria especially, which I don't think shines as much in the original one. And I don't even know how they're doing it because the runtime of the 2021 version is only like, what, 10, 20 minutes longer than the 1961 version. But there is so much more complexity everywhere with Riff, with Anita especially, and with other side characters, like the character of Doc was being played by Valentina, I believe was her name here. Yeah, yeah. She has a whole backstory that is nowhere near like even mentioned in any other version. And I think that backstory works so well to why she's rooting for Tony, like not just because Doc has to and that's what Doc does according to the story, but because she sees her relationship in Tony and Maria's relationship. She sees how Tony grew up and she sees like the different way he interacts with people compared to the other members of the Jets. So you get a lot more information about their lives um, and Mm -hmm. the lives before they met each other in here compared to anything else. So there are aspects that are not as as fleshed out, for example, just the tenderness between the actors, like you mentioned, but the complexity for me makes it a lot better than anything before. Mm -hmm. So I do have a strong preference for the 2021 version based on that. Um, I think smaller elements that I liked in both movies is the placement for a G officer Krupke. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I feel like the Broadway version should really take notes because this placement of G officer Krupke um, makes a lot more sense. And actually the two movies have different takes on this. So um, in the 2021 version, they're in like a holding facility or somewhere, but they're contained. And in the 1961 version, they're on the streets. And they're kind of like messing around. So they have very different energies, but both energies are very, very well done for the setting they're in. Mm. Um, And both incredibly, incredibly well done in the placement of the song. Yeah, (laughs) Because that really bothered me in the Broadway version. And I love the Broadway version a lot after we watched it. So um, it was like a thorn on my back. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. I we talked about this last week too, right? And yeah, we did. Yeah, it just didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. Maybe it was like what the last three songs or something. You have a mm-hmm. funny number. Like, why would you do that? Do you have a preference in terms of the two movies version? So I actually prefer the placement in the 1961 version. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why that is the case is because I think it makes a lot more sense considering the whole of the Jet songs. So going from their introduction song, which is Jet Song, and then G Officer Kropke, and then Cool, which is very much in the end. um, I think it makes a lot more sense as a progression for the Jets. If you're considering them as an entity or as a character, you get that menacing factor we talked about last time cool in a time that is very very topical for when it should be so I think I actually have a note about it yeah so like for me the placement for cool makes the placement for G officer Kropke works a lot better in 1961 not just because of the number itself just because I think cool happens very shortly before they attempt to rape Anita and you really understand the scariness of the jets at this point so like it's Mm -hmm. after the stabbing and everything i think so it's really really well done and i wish they took that to the 2021 version too because every single production we've seen has a different take on cool interestingly enough yeah so 
who sings it is a huge aspect. In here, it was, um, sorry, in here, 1961 version, it's the uh, replacement for Riff. I forgot his name, but the new leader. In uh, the 2021 version, it's kind of like a duet between um, Tony and Riff. And Tony is the one who starts off cool. And in the Broadway version, it was Riff who sang it. So Mm -hmm. um, every single place that we saw and every single production, if we were going to Glee, Mike sang it as an audition, but it doesn't really go into anything narratively. But um, every single production has a different take on it, which is really interesting. And that happens with a lot of the Jet songs, including G Officer Krupke. Yeah, I guess those are more flexible to play around and be creative about versus like you can't really do much or you can't really change much for songs like Tonight or Maria, right? So I can see why that is. But yeah, it's an interesting twist. Like for every single version, there is a little thing, (laughs) something that's different, which is good because otherwise you would be just kind of watching the same thing over and over again, but just with different people, right? Yeah. I think the only thing that they don't change is the Jet song because it's probably like the best way to look into the situation as a whole and also an introduction to the Jets as an entity. So that never changes. But I'm not sure if you noticed, but America, the song has a different placement in the 1961 version compared to the 2021 version. Yeah, it's much earlier. It's much earlier. But they still kept like the girls versus boys portion of it which mm-hmm. they didn't have in the Broadway version which is something that we both enjoyed I think the girls voices boys yeah yeah a hundred percent so I like that they kept that yeah <laughs> and to end the song placement portion I suppose I have a burning question for you Claire yes please do you prefer I feel pretty placement in a 1961 movie I 100% do <laughs> I know you would <laughs> I 100% would prefer that oh my goodness it makes so much more sense I mean okay fine it's different versus the musical version too because it comes after intermission but uh but this one is way earlier but it, it just feels more natural and I can really feel it too you know like it's right after she meets Tony you're still kind of in that bubbly lovey dovey mode and I like that I know you prefer like a sudden change of mood which is probably mm-hmm. why you prefer the 2021 version but to me, the, the placement was so much better in the original movie. Yeah, I don't have a very strong preference for either to, uh, for the 2021 version. I do slightly prefer it. But I think the placement for the 1961 version makes a lot of sense as well. Like, I still think it's really good placement. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my, place, my preference is very weak for this. Okay, uh, another small aspect that I really like is that the 2021 version made anybody's trans explicitly, which is very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think compared to the Broadway version, the ambiguity or like the gender was a lot more masculine leaning in the uh, 1961 version compared to the Broadway version. But maybe that's because how they styled the actress maybe. <laughs> in the Broadway maybe. one. Because she was, she actually dressed pretty girly girl I think compared to the other actor actresses who were um the girlfriend of the of Riff and the other gang leader I suppose I don't remember actually but no I probably have to go back look it up like the musical version I mean and what she wears in it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
that's fair another thing that makes me like the 1961 version slightly less is the singing so obviously the singers are very very good and when I say the singers are very very good I mean the singers who dubbed over the actors not the actors when they sing so what do I mean by that so the dubbing for a boy like that for example compared to America. In America, I believe Rita Morano is the one who sings it. And in A Boy Like That, you have an actress who dubs her over. And for Riff, there is dubbing over for the Jet song. And for Tonight, he sings it himself and he's not very good the actor. <laughs> so it's very up in the air compared to the dubbing versus the um, actor singing it. I wish they decided one way or another. So for 2411, all the actors sing their own um, songs. So you don't have any dubbing over. For this one, you have dubbing over for some of the actors for some of the time. So there is such a huge difference and you really, really notice it, especially with a boy like that versus America. Like you really, it's, it's so sad. You understand the difference immediately when you hear it. Like she has a very deep voice there. Um, mm. The person who dubs her compared to Rita Morano, who doesn't seem to have a very deep voice in America. Um, so it's really, really noticeable. Yeah, so that's something that really screamed out at me because I could hear it right away. And I was like, oh my God, it's torture. Not because he was that bad. He wasn't bad. But like the difference is just so noticeable. It's something you cannot ignore. So I just kept thinking the entire time. It's like, oh, this is a different person. This is a different person. This is a different person, you know? And it was the worst for Anita's character. So I didn't like the inconsistency in the singing. Yeah, I think that's the main notes that I have Mm -hmm. do you have any more that's pretty much about it I think I think we talk about most well some of the differences between the two versions of the movie some we like some probably not so much but yeah, that pretty sums it up pretty well. Oh, I have a praise actually for the 1961 version. Ooh. I want to give like the praise when it's due because I know that I have a strong opinion but there are definitely amazing aspects of the 1961 version that I'm championing less because I just like the 2021 version more but I really really liked how um, the actress who did Maria Natalie Wood acted the final confrontation scene after Tony's death it was very calm and collected because I think it didn't hit her at that moment yet so the way she carried that speech I thought was so strong and so powerful that it was probably the best, the best version of it from everything we've saw, we've seen for me. Uh, it was really, really well done, and the procession portion of it is very similar between the two versions of the movies. Uh, but Maria has like a shroud that she's wearing, and I think that's really, really topical because it's um, not topical. It's very uh, good callback to the first introduction we have to Maria, where she's like, oh, the dress is like a shroud or whatever. So I really enjoy that portion of it. I think the ending was very strong. Other note that I have, it's very um, disorganized, so I apologize. But the set for the 2021 version feels a lot larger than life than the 1961 version, because I think in the 1961 version, they had like a set for it. They had some scenes that were of the actual neighborhood before it was destroyed and became like one of the richest neighborhood in New York. But a lot of it was taking place in like a parking lot set or something. And the 2021 version actually feels like a city and it feels very 
larger than life for me. So I prefer the scenery for the 2021 mm-hmm. version. Okay. I, didn't know I, I mean, the 2021 version, I feel like mm, with the technology and everything, they probably will be able to film a lot of the things that maybe the technology back then didn't have the capacity to. So mm. it makes sense, right? Yeah, that's true. But it's something that also impacted my liking of the movie, I have to admit. Okay, that's fair. Okay, so yeah, that is actually it for me. <laughs> <laughs> or do you I have swear. one more point? Do you have two? Uh, let me try to come to- up with something on the spot now that <laughs> you say this. <laughs> no, I think I'm actually done. Do you have okay. one more point? I have one last point. Okay, this is just something I noticed. I don't know if I like or prefer any version, but I just thought it was interesting that um, Tony was much more involved in the fighting setup. that he was like suggesting no weapons and in the 2021 version it was all settled kind of without his involvement so I don't know by removing Tony from this negotiation they're trying to paint a more innocent picture of who Tony is because they also have very different attitude when Reef comes to find them and ask them to join the dance right in the original version I mean, he said no, but then it was not like a firm no. But in the 2021 version, he was pretty much like, no, I want to move on. I want a different life. And they kind of depart not so happily too, because Rick kind of just runs off and he's like, you're going to be mad at me just because I can't go to the dance. Whereas Mm -hmm. in the original movie, they are kind of like, all right, I'll go. And then they say (laughs) bye to each other happily. Yeah, so that's true. I do feel like the Tony, like the personality they give Tony is slightly different, if mm-hmm. you know, significantly different in the both versions. I don't know if I prefer either version in any case, but I just thought it was an interesting change they made it to the character. Any I don't version? necessarily have a preference mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, me too. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't... It is something that I noticed too because it matches the one in a musical whereas the 2021 version does not. So both the 1961 and the musical have a similar version of Tony compared to the 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did think that the brotherly aspect of his relationship with Riff is a lot more convincing in the 2021 version because they disagree rather than because they always agree. Because I feel like I am much more inclined to disagree with my family compared to anybody else because I'm much more comfortable with them. Mm -hmm. So I think that made it a little bit more convincing for me. Yeah. But it didn't affect it strongly, I'd say. Okay. Yeah, it also makes sense because Reef was given much more death and personality in the 2021 version. So it's a lot more convincing about the relationship they two have, I think. Exactly. Um, and in general, I think, I don't remember what's the name of the actor who played Riff in the 2021 version, but he and um, Rachel Zegler, who plays Maria, really stole the show for me. Like they did amazing and mm-hmm. they kind of carried it on their backs. Um, so I really want to praise their performance because it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. Oh, but you said you actually didn't like Riff singing, I think, when we talked about it before. Yeah. I like his acting, though, and mm-hmm. the role that he plays in the show. I just didn't like his vocal very much. Uh, interesting. He he played on Broadway, I believe. He played in Dear he Evan did? Hansen. He did? Yeah. Really? Um, he was Connor on Dear Evan Hansen, and I think he did some other shows, too. 
Huh. Okay. Well, I mean, Connors is much of a minor role, I think. Yeah, definitely more minor, minor but uh, mm. yeah, I know he is a Broadway actor. Interesting. Um, yeah, but I think we probably already mentioned our final thoughts and everything. If okay. you didn't get the gist from everything we talked about, then I'm sorry. Just rewind. Uh, was, <laughs> yeah, just rewind. It's probably me. I rumble a lot. I understand that. And mm-hmm. I was very disorganized for this too. So do your best and hopefully it pays off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in this portion, I have two options for you, Claire. All right. Let's so hear it. The options are which Glee character are you really? Or which West Side Story character are you really? Okay, so we already did the West Side Story. It's a different quiz, but yeah. (laughs) Right. No, let's do the Glee one. It's much more interesting. All right. If we ever cover um, the Rocky Horror Show, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, actually, I think is the full name. I suppose we won't do the Glee quiz. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because they also did a Rocky Horror episode. All right. So the quiz we're doing today is which Glee character are you really? And it is from BuzzFeed. All right. And the oh. question underneath is, oh are you God. more of a Rachel or a Santana? So I wonder if they have more than two options there. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, this, this one is a little bit of a problem for you. Um, the first one is pick the best Glee duet. So did you watch any of these? No. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to just randomly pick one then. No. Okay. You know what? We're just going to go to the other quiz because I feel like you will be missing a lot of the context from here. Oh, really? Okay. Um, I mean, it, we can do both. Up to you. We can no, do I, this Okay. One. Now that I'm looking at all the questions now, I feel like there is quite a bit of uh, Glee references that I don't necessarily consider myself an expert on. So. Are you open to doing both? And this one will be a crack one. Yeah, sure. And, Why not? Okay. Okay. Perfect. So pl- pick one, I suppose, based on the screen cap, okay. <laughs> the picture they have. Uh, but the options are faithfully, the lady is a tramp. Hello, I love you. Smile. Don't stop believing, which is their classic song, by the way. Proud Mary. The boy is mine. Hello, goodbye. Borderline slash open your heart and lucky. I'll choose don't stop believing then. All right. That's a really good choice. Uh, They don't have my favorite, but I think I'll go with don't stop believing. (laughs) I feel so basic saying this, but I'll go with that. Now pick the best New Direction song. You can't always get what you want. Imagine, Gold Digger, Bust a Move, Give Up the Funk, Express Yourself. Bad romance, jump. My life would suck without you, and like a prayer. Uh, uh, based on based on the picture alone, <laughs> for you. I'm gonna pick like a prayer then. Okay, I'm gonna go with jump. Choose your favorite animal: spider. I wonder how popular that one is. Peacock, dog, dragon, hamster, lion, unicorn, parrot, snake, cat cat yeah (laughs) um who was mckinley's mckinley high school's cutest couple rachel and finn Brittany and santana quinn and puck jesse and rachel jesse is um jonathan groff by the way who um is very famous now (laughs) 
Okay. Puck and Santana, Finn and Quinn, Rachel and Puck, Mercedes and Puck, Tina and Artie, and Kurt and Blaine. That's a lot of That's combinations of here. What the heck? That's not half of them. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, I would have went for, I would have gone for Kurt and Blaine, but now that I know he cheated on him. Oh no. I but they do get married in the end. Uh all right, I'll pick that then. Okay, I'm going to go with Brittany and Santana. They get married on the same episode, by the way. Oh, to, huh. They have a joint wedding. And oh. neither of them cheated on each other. So okay, good, good. Yeah, they don't have Mike and Tina, who actually were a really good couple too. And the best couple, in my opinion, in the show, they're not the high school's couple, but they're still the best couple, are um, Kurt's dad and uh, Finn's mom. So they're step siblings. Um, what's How the most complicated ob- can this get? Oh, sorry. This can be more complicated than this. <laughs> I can make it more oh complicated by giving more context. <laughs> um, what's the most important musical of all time? West Side Story, Moulin Rouge, We Will Rock You, Rent, Evita, Le Mis, I know your choice, Grease, yep. Hairspray, Hairspray, Wicked, and Oliver. You already know. I already know. Do you want everybody else to know? It's Lemis. <laughs> I love Lemis. I live for it. Okay. Anyways, you? Uh, I'm picking Wicked. Okay. Good I think choice. it's not like the fact that there is no Phantom of the Opera here. I feel like that's erasure, but that is true. Yeah. What are you having for dinner tonight? So this is past dinner for us. So I guess we can both answer this. Um, the options are pizza, pasta, sushi, cupcakes, uh, sandwich, steak salad i don't know what this is um like a meatball-ish kind of thing. like a stew i suppose kind of um, like curry meat, maybe maybe curry okay um cake and ramen what did you have that is closest to this well for you there's not a lot of vegetarian options sushi can be vegetarian so, sushi and pasta can be vegetarian. this too can i be, mean salad everything can, be vegetarian. can yeah sandwich can be vegetarian just, ramen I, can i'm be looking vegetarian. at like this huge steak and i'm like ugh. The okay, only thing that cannot be, veg- I mean, the steak, I suppose, is not vegetarian, but you can have a ge- like vegetarian fake. Steak. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. But I hate fake meat, so yeah, not me. I know you do. <laughs> um, um, if what it's food have? that I want to eat right now, that's gonna be sushi. All right, you. Um, I guess a sandwich <laughs> is what I would pick for right now. Okay. Okay. What did you get? This is, I don't know, um, but I got Tina. Okay. You're expressive in, in a way you act and look, but like to keep it to yourself. You care about what other people think, even though you don't always sh- uh, shot it. You don't always, oh, show it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I got Tina as well. <laughs> so we both got ah. the same thing. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So um, if you want to discuss this, specific three episode condensed into one with us or West Side Story in general or anything we talked about before we covered West Side Story any recommendations for the future you know where to find us you can find us at Podway Podcast on Instagram Reddit and Twitter except not really Twitter but I'll still say it and if you're not a social media person of course you can always find us on podwaypodcast at gmail.com so that is all for us for today thank you so so much for listening and bye